Hey guys and welcome back to Adira the podcast. Today with me again, my lovely friends Eddie in South Africa and Devon in America. Hi guys. Hi. So today we thought about making an episode that basically concerns all of us since we are all pretty much still stuck in that pandemic that has been going on for over a year now. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the subject of how it is for us to work from home or not. Some of us are not working from home anymore. So I remember starting to work from home last year, uh, middle of March, I believe. I think it was on a Friday. How was it for you, Eddie? Well, for me, we started in March and we were on total lockdown. So everybody had to need a permit, um, you know, if you were going to roam around for business purposes solely. And at that time, all our staff were told that we must work from home. Um, because, you know, we are on lockdown. But because there were so many businesses and I deal with the business sector that needed these permits and our municipality were also on lockdown, I was literally the only person working <laughs> from our office to ensure that people got their permits. And this ran from a day-to-day -day basis, anything from six o'clock in the morning when truckers needed to go out until, you know, when the municipality provided the permit so that I could get them. There was no system put in place for this, so I had to put a, a system in place for them and everything. But I think the worst part, and I don't want to drag too much on, you know, how I work during that stage, but I think the worst part for me was um, having to come home and get undressed in the garage before I could actually enter the house because I had so much interaction with so many people coming from so many places And thankfully, you know, um, through lockdown five, four and three at that stage um, that I had to do this, I did not get COVID. Um, so, you know, but my kids knew that they couldn't hug me immediately. And so I felt, you know, although I wasn't an essential worker, I very much had to operate in the same sense as an essential worker during that stage. So, yeah, it's not something I would like to go through again. Yeah, right. Uh, I remember seeing all these videos, most likely on, on TikTok, actually, of all these essential workers um, who basically really had to fully undress and disinfect themselves in, in the garage. So you basically had to do the same to protect your family and your loved ones, right? So, Devon, you are a teacher. How was it for you? When did it start with working from home? Yeah, so um, ours was actually kind of a weird scenario. So we had, uh, we always have spring break in March. And so we were off that week that everything kind of, everybody kind of started locking down. We were off for spring break. And so basically we were just watching the news every day, watching our um, governor trying to decide, are we going back? Are we not going back? What's happening? So We ended up not going back after spring break. And then the town that I teach in, y'all, it was so crazy. So it was already a high stress thing, right? Because you're already worried about COVID and trying to figure out what's happening. And the town that I teach in, we were off for, I think it was like a week. So we had spring break, we were off that week. And then the next week we hadn't gone back and we were still kind of on a day-to-day -day basis. And then there was a tornado that went through the town that I teach in. And it was bad, bad. Like it went through the major parts of town. It, it destroyed them all. Like it was bad. And I just remember like, I was just like praying because I watched it. Like I was watching the, the weather as it happened. And I just remember 
praying like, please, dear Lord, let my kids be okay. Cause I hadn't seen them at that point, like two to three weeks. And, um, I, Oh, it was crazy. It, it tore up the mall. Like it was a, it was a big thing, but, um, all, everyone was okay. That was such a God thing y'all because the mall was closed because of COVID. And so no one was in there. So everyone was okay. Like it did not, there was not one single life lost, but it went through the busiest part of town. Um, but yeah, so when we, it literally was just a day by day basis. And then I think I want to say at some point in April, they just decided to go ahead and call it for the year, but we, we were still like teaching through zoom and logging in and, you know, trying to meet with our kids. But at, at that point, some of them like had lost their houses because of the tornado. Some of them just kind of didn't log in every day. So we kind of just lost contact with a few of the kids. I mean, honestly, those last, you know, that last month or two, and we tried the best we could, like we were making phone calls and everything for all the numbers we had on record. But some of the kids you just actually, you know, couldn't reach. And then some of them were logging in and and it was good. You know, we had Zoom stuff and I think more of it was just a relief to kind of have a little bit of normalcy because, you know, some of my seniors that, man, that was a tough way for them to have to end their senior year. You know, I mean, they missed out on all, like if they played any spring sports, they missed out on all their ball games. They missed out on graduation. Like we ended up doing a modified version of graduation, but it wasn't the same, you know, it was different. Those kids like obviously look forward for all these um, prom and, and everything and graduation and they have looked forward to that for so many years and then it has just basically been taken away from them. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was sad. It really was. And a lot of these kids, like I have a program, so I teach fundamentals, intermediate and advanced television. And so I've had a lot of these kids for three years and, you know, you don't get to see them the last few weeks of their senior year. And it's just, it was, it was sad. You didn't really get to tell them like, bye, and you're proud of them and you love them and all that. So, yeah. So now how long did you basically stay working from home? We, um, so the rest of that school year, uh, we, we worked from home. So all the way through mid May. Um, and then in August we started back, um, I think we delayed maybe a week in August, but we pretty much started back as normal, but with modifications. So we had the, the six feet rule. So literally we had like a tape measure. We would all like measure out our classroom. And if your kids were not six feet apart, then you couldn't have that class in there. And so we had to, we had to rearrange and do a lot of stuff. Um, I was very grateful that I worked for uh, a principal who took it serious and who took the guidelines serious because I know some schools didn't, we did. Um, I mean, we were like, you had a mask on when you entered the school, you, you know, you stayed six feet apart. Like we did the transitions different. Um, so we had five minutes where sophomores would be in the hallways transitioning and then five minutes for juniors, five minutes for seniors. Um, and it was weird getting adjusted to that at first, but it, it ended up working out just fine. And because people were following the rules, we really didn't have to do a whole lot of like mass quarantine or anything. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. And Addy, you said you were working, like you, you still had to go out of the house in the first lockdown. Now you are working from home, right? Yes. Um, I think one of the things with COVID that um, most of the companies have found were that there were some unnecessary expenses and so on, you know, that they could eliminate. 
So for me, because I have, I'm the only um, person working from our office in this town and the rest of them are all at head office. It didn't make any financial sense to run a office when everybody else was working from home. And besides people needed um, needing advice and, and permits, they hardly came to the office anymore. So I would be working at the office for two or three months without seeing a single person. Um, and all the other meetings were online. You know, we had all our training online. We had sessions for people online. And it really became a Zoom. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so done with Zoom and meet and seeing people over a screen. Um, although we have to do it as well. But it just, it became very draining. And then eventually we decided, no, look, you know, it would be better if you just worked from home. So from the 1st of March, I started working from home this year. And I thought, ah, it's just going to be for a few weeks or another month or so. And then we might have to get back into it because it seemed like things normalized. And then we had another family meeting, which is what we call our president, you know, addressing us because um, he's forever saying fellow South Africans. So um, we, we jokingly call it family meeting. So in all our family meetings recently, our numbers have escalated again. You know, they had to put a lock on um, alcohol and stuff. It's now open again from Monday until Thursday, but we still have a curfew. We still have everything else in place. So it, it seems like this will be the norm. Um, and Devin, I must say, you know, you teachers have had it really hard because I look at my kids and how they've gone through the year last year and the commitment that the teachers had to put in to ensure that these kids that are not sitting in front of them is actually studying, that they're actually understanding the work, you know. So big up to, to all of you, really, because I know we always talk about the frontline workers and yes, they're doing an amazing, amazing job. I don't want to diminish what they are doing, but I feel the teachers didn't get as much, you know, um, head, heads up or a pat on the shoulder here. And it's not because you were a friend of ours and because you are here with us, but it's because I saw how much work and effort had to be put in so much worse than if that child was in front of you. So I just want to say thank you to all the teachers out there as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was y'all, it was weird adjusting because, you know, we had, we offered kind of like a, a blend. So we had an option where students could be 100% virtual. We had an option for hundred percent in person. And then we had an option for like, we we're on an odd, even schedule, but then we made it like an odd, even a B schedule. So literally half of the kids would be virtual half of the days and then they would come in the other half. And, so I was I was teaching on Zoom at the same time as I was teaching kids in my classroom and trying to like remember to keep up with oh wait I'm on Zoom too oh wait I'm I have kids in real life too like it was it was weird at first like it took a minute to kind of get used to everything and I don't know that I ever did an excellent job at it but I was trying to wear a lot of hats there for a while that's crazy and I mean I don't have kids but. I can also imagine how difficult it must be as a, as a parent, you have to adjust that suddenly you are working from home. At the same time, you have your kids who are supposed to take their classes. Um, how was that for you, Eddie? I think for, for me, because we already had, you know, everything set up um, because the kids 
enjoy working on their laptops and so forth. So we were pretty good. We had a solid Wi-Fi system and everything, so that was fine. What I loved about the schools, though, were that they were trying to find out which kids were struggling. Um, and if those kids could not log on to Wi-Fi, the teachers printed packs and it was available at the shopping malls. So you had to go sign as a parent at the shopping mall to get your packs. So that were one of the innovative ways that teachers try to get out there. Other schools, um, you know, that were a bit better off um, would then ask the more affluent parents to, you know, um, please supply data um, to the non-affluent um, families so that that child could then log on, um, you know, and not feel left out. So, but we saw things where the laptops were maybe slower than the other kids' laptops, so they, they weren't as effective. Um, the area, even though they had data, but you get certain areas that's just, you know, data stubborn. So um, they would obviously have a bad signal. So half the time the parents or the teachers would then struggle to get the child to, to connect. With me, I think the hardest part was learning to work in the same area as your kids. So we had to, you know, make sure everybody wears your headphones. We had to learn a certain etiquette when the one is online and the others are not so that you don't disturb the person, you know, things that we take for granted. But we had to learn the, the hard way that this is how you're supposed to be doing things. And I'm in charge of discipline at two of the schools in the area. And what I found with every time that the kids had to go back to school, the discipline would take such a dip because it's almost like they forgot the rules of the school because certain things were allowed at home and they now taking advantage when they're getting back. So, you know, things like greeting teachers and everything went out of out of the way. Um, they found that they could drink water consistently, which meant that that gave them an out to not wear their mask, which was also an issue, you know. So even though the teachers was, were teaching in the manner that you just said, Devin, half of them were online, half were in the class, they also had to struggle with those little issues, you know. So as parents, we then would put out on Facebook and WhatsApp and so forth to say, look, this is what we're getting from the teachers. Can we please speak to the kids so that they don't add extra pressure, not just to the teachers, but to the other kids as well, because we don't know what those kids are going through to come into an environment that is also stressful and having to understand this virus. I really think this virus was a learning curve for so many, not just you know the educational side, but for parents, for, for people working from home as well. Now, Nora, you work in the medical um, industry, right? How has it been on your side? I used to work in a completely different field last year. So I have only been working in that area for a couple of months now. Um, I'm not in the medical field being a frontline worker. We work um, at the office. It's more about insurance and, and stuff like that. We have been affected when it comes to receiving a lot of calls for people asking questions about how do they have to take the test? Where can they go and have a test done? Things like that. So it is extremely busy because obviously all the rules are constantly changing. Like there is no guideline since, I mean, it's a new thing. We all learn by going with the virus. Um, so obviously a lot of people are really confused when all the rules and the requirements change constantly. The biggest thing lately has been since 
people are allowed to travel again. Um, they still require to make tests. They require to make those tests depending on the country. It's either you can make a rapid test or a PCR test, but then also some countries request a test that is not older than 48 hours and others that is like prior to 72 hours. So there's so many questions those people ask and, and working in that field, you sometimes really don't know the answer to because it's basically you have to go and get all the information out of internet basically because you don't get the information first handed out. So, yeah. yeah I truly really think this was a learning curve for all the governments as well. Because not a single one has got the, you know, green light to say, I know exactly what I'm doing here. And I just feel, you know, there needs to be some online <laughs> gathering somewhere where they all say, look, okay, this worked for me. Is it working for you? Yes, no. Um, you know, because there are some countries that's on full, full lockdown and others are just so free. And you're asking, don't you guys have COVID there? And they say, no, 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 we do. But we've been doing X, Y, Z, and it's been fine. Yes. But yes, I know, it, you know, all it's not the same biscuit in the tea for everyone. I, I understand that. Um, but it's it's also just we, I feel that the governments are not really learning from each other as much as they maybe should have. That's true. just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, true. When it comes to, like, if you could say the good things and the bad things that you have learned from working from home, what would it be, Devon? Oh, goodness. Um, well, we were, y'all were talking about the technology. One, it just kind of makes you stop and appreciate. Like, I'm very fortunate to work for a school. We're one-to-one -one with computers. So all of our kids have their own computer. Um, and it just makes you appreciate stuff so much more. Like, for me, it, it was more of just like, thinking about, you know, especially when the time that we weren't in school, sometimes when you're in school, it's so busy and fast paced and you kind of just forget to be in the moment and present and enjoying the things as they're happening. And um, so when we went back, you know, it was just more of, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, that we get to do this again. We get to do this again, just appreciating the events and the, the moments as they happen and enjoying your kids instead of just being so busy that you kind of forget to do that. Yeah. What about y'all? I think for me, it was the good was, you know, that you could spend time with the kids. I can cook a meal while I've got an online meeting going on and so forth. I can pick up my daughter from school without having to worry too much about that. Um, but the bad is interacting with people. You know, I'm a people's person, so I... I can't stand screen time too much because I would want to hug the person. Yes, I understand like with us, you know, um, being friends and um, the internet has been perfect because we wouldn't have met each other if we weren't going through this. So I'm eternally grateful for that. But it's also just, you know, having a cup of coffee with somebody, listening to a person talk. There was an incident where the lady lost her husband and she was the only person with her husband. They've never had kids. They've never had anybody else. Um, so they've isolated themselves over the years, but they were happy like that. But when her husband died, she had absolutely no one. And when she called me in the middle of the evening, usually I would have gotten in the car, went to her house to go give her a hug. In this case, I couldn't. And we had to, you know, just talk. And it felt so cold. And even, you know, we lost my sister due to COVID. 
So um, even the manner that the funerals have been arranged and we are only allowed a certain number of people at funerals and then the rest of the funeral has to be virtual. Um, and it's just all of all of the normal things that you are used to, you can't do. Um, so I think that that was my, my worst part for this year. But, um, you know, and seeing people losing their jobs due to the economy and, and so on across the world, because it didn't just affect one particular part of the world, it's everyone here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Like, I mean, I feel like we have learned so much when it comes to work-life balance. It is possible to work from home. Sometimes it even works better. But at the same time, working with your co-workers in the same environment, it is so important. Like, I did miss my co-workers too. And I was one of the people who um, unfortunately lost their job because of COVID last year. I really, really loved that uh, place where I worked. We had so amazing people. And I basically remember sending them an email. So it, it was a company with a little bit more than 350 people. I could not say bye to them. I had to write an email. I never um, had that moment to, to basically say bye to the people I had worked with for so long. Um, I went back recently to, to the office and that was actually the first time in a year that I was able to hug my old co-workers and that was such an amazing moment but at the same time it was heartbreaking because I will probably not see a lot of those people again other than maybe via social media but that's it and that's kind of sad actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the new norm is definitely not something that, you know, we really, really want to accept, but it's something that we can work with. We've showed it. We've showed that we are quite resilient as humans. Um, and yes, we've lost a lot of lives and our hearts and, you know, um, prayers go out to the families that have lost um, people during this time. But we are resilient. We will get through this. I, I think we, we just need to believe that. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, and just not taking stuff for granted, you know, like just, you know, appreciating things and people and, you know, loved ones and the time you get to spend with them. And yeah, I think it's definitely made people reevaluate what's important. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, guys, I think that's it. We have another one wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> so thankful for you guys. COVID was a tough year a half so far but um uh, one of the best thing was meeting you guys um i think we are on something really big we are not only business partners we're friends too um yes. covid still prevents us from actually being together in person but we will make it through that too and get to the point where we will be able to finally be together and record episodes together in the same <laughs> thanks for joining today guys see you soon Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Bye, y'all.